tell today we are joined by ta-da Haley Hi. you're on the couch I am. and a bowl Falling of popcorn and a bowl of popcorn and here is my uh, you can't lift that up I can't no. lift it up you couldn't far. even lift it up even if it wasn't in church let's be honest <laughs> because it's insulting. <laughs> Do you know how long it took me to get down the steps on a set of crutches long. to this? What'd if you, you say? Were, they don't know how long. You started last Tuesday? If, if it wasn't you, that long. If you were Kane Hodder, you would have threw yourself down steps and somebody would have paid you for it. That's <laughs> right, Kane. Throw back. All right. This episode, we're doing Harry Potter. A big shout out to Christina Lewis for letting us actually use her Universal Studios electronic wand. Also, you got that stick thing in your hand. All right. Well, anyway, eh. so we promised Harry Potter if you guys got us above 100 on YouTube followers and it happened and happened really, we need to go out and thank all those people. I think we've already thanked them several times. But well, thank you again because thanks, much like Joe, are cheap. 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 <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. I can but, off, but not given out rarely. They're cheap, but not thrown around rarely. Do so you think it's because thanks and me are heavy? So we're going to talk about Harry Potter today. Now, I don't want to tell you how I feel about Harry Potter. I think we'll discuss it as we go. Yeah. We've got two huge fans, and then there's two other bonuses. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think your problem is you didn't read the book. It's like I saw this movie called uh, The the, uh, the Dark Tower. That guy needs to be shot. I would argue it's not too far off, and we'll talk about why that And is. I want to argue not about too far off from what? From, I mean, from you, the book? From everything that you've cut off, from everything that's cut out of Harry Potter. The stuff that you would like, the more adult oh, stuff. Oh, no, cut out I know. Harry Potter wasn't that butchered. Harry Potter at least has. Yeah. No, I don't think Harry Potter. No, no, I'm just butchered. saying, though, but when you actually start I to haven't hear, read it, but when I, you start I know, to hear about what's cut out of the book, you'll probably, and that's, you'll probably enjoy the book. That's more. seriously, that's one thing that I was wanting to talk about about Harry Potter. Because I, I like Joe, I'm not the hugest fan of Harry Potter. In fact, in fact you're going to hear a lot of confusion on my side for the, the, the this episode. As opposed every to time, every time, every time I shut up, <laughs> every time I talk to people, shady, 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 shady. every time I talk to Harry Potter fans about what why, do you call them? What do they call themselves? What do they call them? Like if 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 you follow Potternuts, serendipity. <laughs> Serendipity. I meant to say serenity. If you follow Firefly, no, I'm a huge serendipity fan. That's what Ryan Reynolds said. Oh, no, I thought that was John Cusack. That's John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. Oh, that's I'm one of sorry. the worst movies I've ever saw in a theater. Yeah. I'm sorry. Serendipity is a dog turd wrapped in feces, like of other animals. Yeah, Joe. Lo Joe's a Joe's a sucker for must love dogs. That's prime John Cusack. Is John Cusack in Muscle of Dogs? I think he is. That's Janine Garofalo, Garofalo, right? I don't know. Anyway. No, that's the truth about cats, about cats, cats and, and dogs. dogs. That's not bad, actually. No, it's not. That one's pretty good. I was about to say, I will defend the tr that that's Janine Garofalo good. That's pretty good. But to finish my point, you when, had I, one. when I talk to Potter fans about why... What are they called? I don't know. Potter but when nuts? I say... I mean, I've heard some Potter nuts. Potter what did you call them? Potter nuts? Oh, yeah, Potter. man, Potter! <laughs> Yeah, those are fans of old Ben Potter. Potter. If that George Potter. Bailey, if that George Bailey wouldn't have gotten in the way, oh, he could George have been elected Bailey. president, and then we'd have a better country. Right. 
So anyway, so say when the I, songs. But when I talk to people, <laughs> when I talk to fans about Harry, uh, fans of Harry Potter, they say, when I say I don't like the movies, they go, "Well, you should have read." Uh, I hear the, the same thing. It, James, you should have read the books for years. He but said it like, what five minutes ago? If everybody, if ever, if everybody's in agreement that the movies aren't that great, how come they made? Millions of dollars. Have you ever seen the Transformers? That I was yeah. going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. You ever see? Uh, you ever see? I'm trying to think of another. You ever see? Uh, <laughs> the Truth by Cats Grown and Dogs. Man naked. <laughs> you like gladiator films? I mean, if they got Russell Crowe. Mmm. Yeah. By the way, that was the best ending of John Oliver ever. But anyway, go ahead. I don't get the HBO anymore. I don't anymore. We get cut cable. Oh. But anyway, so. I'm with Chad, so I always hear, man, you should read the books, you'll love the books. Well, okay, so I was in college dating a lady. The lady... Uh, in... No, no. A lady! <laughs> uh, dating Brian a lady. Levin. <laughs> the lady said you should read it. I read part of it. Now, and, and, and I got bored. I, I, will I jump got in. four pages into the Sorcerer's Stone. I will jump I in here. I got past that, but I got I will bored. jump in and say, when I first started to read the Sorcerer's Stone... I was in college as well. Were you dating a lady? There you no, go. I, I was not. I was. Uh, you know why? I was alone. Cause you wouldn't lose that. Was look, that hurtful? Look at these ankles, Chad. Oh, look at this. Oh, look, fully working, both of them. No pain, no nothing. Actually, I'm not in pain right now. I'll run up and down these stairs in a few minutes. God, let pocket sit. <laughs> you need to do that as the voice of the little robot, uh, the robot tiny or uh, Tinny Tim. Tinny Tim, please, sir, I have another Percocet. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've got to finish this Harry Potter episode. <laughs> I was like, are we ever going to get anyway, to the first movie? What I was going to say is, now when, I, when I started to read Sorcerer's Stone, mm -hmm. I was in college, and, and everybody else loved it, and I had to pull back from it, because I, I couldn't get into it. Was it the lady or the, the book? I told you there was no lady for me. Why do you keep bringing up how much of how lonely I was? Um, I'm a dick. Anyway, what I was gonna say though is a couple, a couple years later, <laughs> a couple years later, I started with the third book. Somebody said, "Well, skip the first two because they are to kind of introduce you to the world, but and they're not gonna be lost." The third book is Bumfuck's Goblet of Fire, right? Third book is no. Third book is the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Jesus. So Christ. I, did, I did. No, no, Azkaban. Jesus Christ was in that. Jesus has nothing to do with this series. It's nothing but devil worship. <laughs> oh my Have you God. not listened to the people in the jean skirts? I, I thought it was hip-hop. Long hair, jean skirts, worshiping devils. Go I ahead. thought it was hip-hop was the devil's music. Everything is the devil's music. <laughs> anyway. If you really try. <laughs> Polka? Bonehead. Bonehead. <laughs> anyway. Um, the more you know. Anyway, what I was going to say is, somebody said to read, read that one and then go back and read the other two. And that one was really easy to get into, and then that's exactly what I did, and I read them throughout. So, I will agree that... So, you try to go find the easy one, and then that's where you bust it. And then later, life is easier trying to get I don't the know harder your metaphor. I don't know that I do either. I will sit here and eat my popcorn. But, that being said, the fact that the Harry Potter books are stupidly successful, and that J.K. Rowling is the ninth best-selling author of all time, with some caveats... <clears throat> Uh, a, we don't have numbers for Cervantes, Charles Dickens, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle because they send they serialize theirs. Yes, but I watched uh, his uh, television program. Sir Arthur with that Conan guy Doyle. that looks like an otter. Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery did. Oh, anyway, um, 
What I was going to say is... It's a really so, obscure Graham Norton joke. I know. There's a whole means to how Benedict Cumberbatch looks like an otter and all the different otters that are different faces. And by the way, it's pretty spot on. I can see it, yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say, I didn't know this. I didn't know she was that highly ranked because the people above her... I would imagine, her, though. Yeah. I was shocked at the people above her, though, because it wasn't the people I would have thought. And this is throughout history. So, all right. I mean, Number was, one... Jesus. No, Willie the Shakes. This is the this is the top eight before J.K. Rowling. Yeah, William Shakespeare. He 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 sold he sold over two billion works. I don't think he's getting many royalties these days. Uh, forty two books. He's considered as having wrote forty two books. He, Agatha Christie is number two, also with two billion. Really? Yes. And she did it though in eighty five books. So Willie the Shakes by. I didn't books. know Agatha Christie had written eighty five books. And all the same it. damn plot. Um, how can William Shakespeare, their plays, how can they be considered books? They put them in the They buy them. They buy them. They're like magazines, Chad. They got lots more pages. That's though. cheating. Oh, I'm sorry. Why don't you call Willie up and yell at him? I will. Dig uh, his dead ass up. Barbara Cartland, who <laughs> his I. Grave, he, that's probably his, uh, his bones probably aren't in his grave. Barbara Cartland, who I believe is a romance novel author. Yeah. But has, has she's never sold, heard of her. She sold 500 million. Some under, uh, I believe, assuming. I could be wrong about that. I could be getting my data wrong. Uh, but has had, it took who her is seven. She? What did she write? I think romance novels. I'm not sure. Which one? I don't know. Did she write When Harry Met Sally? Yeah, that one. Well, no, what gives a turkey? Who's the next one? 720 books it took her to get that far. Number four, speaking of romance novels. Danielle Steele. Oh, uh, Danielle Steele's number four? Good for her. 120 books to get to number four. <laughs> 500 million books sold. I, I finally know who somebody is. Yeah. Well, that's good literature so, right so there. So you're saying you didn't know who William Shakespeare was? Huh? I don't know <laughs> that you know. Harold Robbins, 23 books. Harold Robbins, isn't he the guy that tells everybody to have high self-esteem? No, that's Tony Robbins. Father of Tim. George Simeon, uh, which is a uh, French and Belgian author, you won't know. Enid Blyton. Did he make any waffles? Uh, no, but he did sell, He had to write 570 books to sell 500 million copies. Enid Blyton, 800, no books, 800 books to sell 400 copies. Who, what did she write? Books, Joe. These are books. I didn't <laughs> you look don't know. Sydney, that degree in literature is useless. It's in English education. Uh, Sidney Shelton wrote 21 books, 370 million. I, to be Sidney honest, Shelton? Yeah. I know who Sidney Shelton is. And then J.K. Rowling. I'm surprised John Grisham wasn't in that time. Well, here, that's what I thought. Because that was, okay, so you go from there, though. It's what shocked me was the people below J.K. Rowling. Because Gilbert Patton was 10. But then you get in 11 is Dr. Seuss, who has written 44 books. That makes sense. And only sold 100 million copies, though. Really? Yeah, I, th I literally was sitting there going, that's, that's a, a bunch of ho horse mess. Well, some of his books don't sell well anymore. Why? What about all the places you're going to F and go? Well, a lot of his books that he wrote when he was younger are a little racist, um, so they don't sell well anymore. Yeah. And a lot of his, a lot of the Dr. Seuss Presents books weren't actually by him, so you take those away. What's your next one? Um, what actually shocked me was somebody that we've done multiple episodes on. Never heard of him. Um, R.L. Stein <laughs> is number 17. <laughs> 430 million books. And Stephen King is still... Uh, I'm right. sorry, 430 books. R.L. Stein wrote 430 books. I didn't know that. That slappy sure does like to write. Dean Koontz <laughs> is number 18. And you don't get to Stephen King till you get to uh, number 22. I thought Why Stephen is King Dean Koontz above Stephen King? He's written more books. I saw it because I was like, there's no way. But Dean Koontz has written 91 novels to Stephen King's 70. 
So by sheer number of novels written, he outbeats Stephen King. We'll just make that the plot of Stephen King 6. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Koontz has revenge. There won't be. <laughs> we but done anyway. shod that horse. So, so J.K. Rowling has written a lot of things. She also does write under a pen name of Robert Galbraith, and that's where she writes mystery novels. So, oh, yeah? And she also wrote that one picture that didn't do well. Are you talking about The Casual Vacancy? That was a book she wrote. No. I think I got it confused with something else. Yeah, I was going to say you did. Uh, but who was the one that did the one thing? I'm getting off topic. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, Robert Galbraith, she's written four detective novels. The Cuckoo's Calling, The Silkworm, Career of Evil, and Lethal White comes out this year. I believe this month. Lethal what? White. Lethal White. It's a detective series uh, about a plainclothes detective. But J.K. Rowling got started originally as an Amnesty International bilingual secretary and researcher before she wrote Harry Potter. So there you go. That's trivia about J.K. Rowling, the author. Take it as you will. Okay. So let's go through. We've talked about she's the number eighth or ninth. Which one was number ninth, one? Ninth. She's the ninth top-selling author of all time, according to some BS list you found on the internet. <laughs> well, the list of... Book lists that track sales. Yeah, that that, that entire thing. <clears throat> so, the first book is called oh, yeah. Harry Potter and... The Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone. See, it, I even got that wrong. I almost said the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> but it is called the Sorcerer's Stone in... America. 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 Why? Uh, because we don't like philosophers. That was actually the thought, was that if it was called the Philosopher's Stone, people wouldn't know it was a fantasy book. But in the movie, it's called... They filmed it both ways. If you get a UK PAL edition of the movie, they had to, that's one of the things, if you watch the behind the scenes, they talk about. They had to film any time they used the stone, the full title of the stone, the Philosopher's Stone, they had to dub it again and say the Sorcerer's Stone. So in, is that just North America? Is that, North, is that Canada? Is that America? I, is that Mexico? Where is that at? I think it's North America, but I'm not absolutely sure. Yeah, But they were really worried. I mean, Scholastics was smart enough to say, I don't know if kids are going to buy into a philosophy <clears throat> novel. I mean, okay. I just wanted to point that out. But I'm, I'm right, right? Yeah. James, have you read both versions? Um, I, I want to. I have because I, I saw the I saw one that was. How a about we fix stone. you a book? Every time it says sorcerer, it says Chad's going to white out that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And write philosophy. <laughs> He'll misspell it. Well, yes, but that'll make it even more engrossing. Why did it, who F, no. F I L L A S O F T M E? Why? Who is Philo's and why does he owe this fee? <laughs> so anyway, it's Philo's fee. So the first book was Screw the Philosopher's Stone. When it came out in America, it was the Sorcerer's Stone. Yep. The movie came out as the Philosopher's Stone in England. Yes. And then came out as the Sorcerer's Stone in America. Yep. Correct? Mm -hmm. And the Philosopher's Stone, the book, when it was originally printed, they only printed a thousand copies uh -huh. and gave 500 of those to libraries. So if you run across one of those original thousand, steal it. It's, it sells for, uh, they usually sell for thousands. So steal it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say steal it. What you should do is actually take it and then send it to me and I'll make sure it gets into the proper hands. Of eBay member <laughs> 572. So don't steal it. Launder it. Yeah, launder it. Yeah, absolutely. Good job, Haley. Haley, how did you get into Harry Potter? Um, a lot of my classmates growing up were told by their parents they were not allowed to read Harry Potter because there was magic. In and, and I don't mean to bring this 360. You can. But how were you educated? I went to a Christian school. A 
private yes. Christian school yes. that said that that was the devil. <laughs> My mom, apparently I lucked out and got the best mom ever, read one. And was Stop like, sucking up to her. She's not giving you anything for Christmas. You're almost 30. <laughs> she was like, this is amazing. You have to read it. Get the whole series. So I had the mom that encouraged me to read it. Okay. So... Did it make you want to read it more? Is that what you're saying? It's like forbidden fruit of this has got the it devil in it? It was never forbidden for me. Well, I mean when your other friends weren't allowed to read it. I don't think it was as popular at the oh time. I don't God, think have you it. ever, ever, ever just, what's the word? You would be a lousy journalist trying to make up leads here. I'm I just will asking, say my school, when are you going to rebel? We were not allowed to have Harry Potter, but there were Stephen King books in the library. Yeah, it's boggles the mind. Just saying. Listen, Pennywise is for the children. He wants you all to float. Really? Pennywise is for children. He yeah. wants you all tasty, to float. Tasty, fear-riddled children. Sure. Yes, absolutely. So they wouldn't have Harry Potter, but they'd have Stephen King. Uh-huh. Did they... If they didn't have Harry Potter, did they have... Uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Salman where she, where she robbed most of the rest of it. Oh, it's called Lord of the Rings. Did they have Tolkien? They did. Does that one make you feel extra snooty? Yes. <laughs> Just checking. Should never have given it to me for you no. people who are, who are listening to iTunes. I have an iTunes wand. Who does? Uh, Woohoo! I just made the subscription go up. Who gave? Who? <laughs> oh God! Who gave Dumbledore all them hostess pies? <laughs> Remember when the Incredible Hulk used to kill gang members and then he'd host his pie to the end? Host his pie and some just for men. <laughs> Blink. 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 No, go on. With I'm your... slowly going gray. Go on with your story, Dumblestore. I mean, what? <laughs> I just think it's fa- that you all have different aspects of how you want to attack this. I think culturally that's interesting to me. I'm taking all jokes aside. No, no, no. I, well, and it's, it's one of those. And do you all not find that fascinating or interesting? And how many picadillos and bullshit rules and all this other stuff? You can't say. Reminds me of my father. You'd hear the F word on television when I was a kid, and I've told you this story before. Yeah. And you hear the guy say, Did you hear what that son of a bitch said? Oh, no. I, always, I literally always got strong language shows a weak mind. And then 20 minutes later, he couldn't fix something. This piece right. of shit won't come yeah. off his car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So, anyway. But, yeah, no, I. Uh, it's so bullshit. It's all bullshit. Keep going. Sorry. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> sorry to kill it. Where were we? Who so you discovered it as a young lady. Yes. How old I'm were sorry. you again? Um, t- probably 10. 10. So, uh, there was an educator who, when I was young, and was, my mother was very much like your mother in the sense of, I was never told not to read anything. So, right. he actually told my mother, doesn't matter what he reads, just have him read. Right? And I don't, obviously, you came from the same kind of background. Yeah, I mean, my, you my, too, right? Yeah, well, unlike, really... unlike you, though, my parents didn't say, well, it's, it's a forum, it's penthouse forum, but he's reading it. Let him go. <laughs> Let him go. Oh. And then he put on the frog mask and things got interesting. The heck? Anyway, you were saying? Real quick. Chocolate frogs. I'm going to tell a funny censor story real quick. So my mom did, my mom did censor me a little bit. You know, she, there was, um, she would watch a movie and if there were, if there were, if it was questionable, she would watch it and say, okay, you're not watching it. So 
in one weekend, she she watched the movie Hardware, which is a really low-budget horror slash... Richard Stanley, if you want to come on the show, please, we'd love to talk to you. It's not that bad. There's but, a great documentary about Richard anyway, Stanley and the making of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. Check it out. Go yeah, ahead. Check. But anyway, she said, you're not watching that. It's it's awful. You can't watch it. Here's Predator 2. <laughs> well, no. <it's, laughs> well, Predator 2 has less sex in it. Yeah. But uh, there's that's a, the only difference. Yeah, but there's a scene where they're all, like, naked and hung upside yeah, yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but it's... it's it doesn't probably have a guy masturbating. Yeah, no, no. That's you probably know, the, where the, she draw the line. Yeah, yeah. The flip side of this, and I, 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 think, I think I've told the story before, but my, my father was much more worried about my younger sister. But it was always well, foul. Well, he loved her. It was always foul language that he was worried about. So Sleepy Hollow was perfectly fine. I remember she was about 12. I agree. And he literally said, well, she needs to know if somebody takes an axe to her head, it's going to roll off. <laughs> I, was, I literally hear him say it now. And I, was, could pro- I probably was more censored about foul language and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, I as far as it, I never books though. It's so funny. Like you could. Have I, a, I don't know that I would censor my son on books either, but I definitely probably would be a little bit more. But you, the thing, I feel that I'm going to be more protective but, of the intake than my parents were. And speaking of Harry Potter, back on Harry Potter. By the way, we really need to start talking about the first movie. But do you think how it did, how it got past a lot of uh, of adults letting their kids read is because of the fact that the artwork on the, the front of the book is so childish. It's it's very it's a very child but then you open the book and there's death and, and well, the there are as the books go and the other and we should probably well, the book does start with death. I mean it, he yeah, is yeah. the boy that lives. lives. That's true. But the books and one of the most brilliant things that she ever did was grow those books with her and that's why I had to start with the third one. Yeah. Right. And then I could go back. So I have done a little research. She did grow those books with them. They got more and more dense, more and more dark as they went. So let's go ahead and start with the Sorcerer's Stone. What? Can't go ahead. I want to talk about the movie or the book. Well, we've probably mentioned the book. Are you guys good? You had yeah, your yeah, own there, show there. over there. Are you good? You need, there was an incident. The, oh my God! Do I have to go to court? Um, <laughs> well, Haley, you got anything you want to say about the book before we start? Before we let these heathens jump into the movie? No, let's just. Okay. Do you know who was originally going to direct the movie? Who, yes. Who, who J.K. Rowling Spielberg. wanted to direct the movie? Who did J.K. Rowling want? Because originally she wanted uh, all British, which is hilarious because she still didn't pick anybody British. Who'd she want to? She wanted Terry Gillum. Oh, that oh, would have been fantastic. That would have been an interesting and, movie, and, and, but it never would have worked And you know who actually just... stopped her? Who? The studio. The studio oh, went, gotcha. no, 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 we need somebody family friendly. And that's how... Well, that's what I was going to bring in. So then it went Spielberg. It was going to be Spielberg. And I think the story goes that her and Spielberg never quite... And it's not an argument, but they never quite meshed their vision of what that would be. Because his was, as I recall, was a little bit more fantastical than hers. Well, and she said that... Or uh, is it Flip? She gave an interview where she said that, you know, despite rumors and all that stuff that she never was like she never said she didn't want Spielberg um that despite some of that that there they um that a lot of that has been blown out of proportion but it was just an issue of that I think it's a bit he has said before that he could have done it yeah and that it but I don't think their visions meshed of what it would be because he made a comment that if he only directed movies for money because that's been thrown at Spielberg before and we could we'll eventually do a Spielberg episode so it's been thrown at him before that he would have done Harry Potter. Oh yeah, because it was going to be huge. It wasn't that. I don't think it was the right man for the right job. Even though you think that would be great, and I don't know that they got the right man for the right job. 
You know, and I, I think that's another problem for the first two movies for me. Yeah, I think one of the things I, about I, it is like, I really don't, and I'll talk. We'll talk directors as we go. I don't think they got the right man for the right job till the fourth film, in my opinion. It's the only one. But anyway, I, well, I think the 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 feel or of woman the, person director. The first film, I think, like I think it captured something, but again, this is one where, and, and as we're going to talk about as we go. Between actors and their issues and everything else, you you could argue because it's going to happen. They're going to reboot these films, and I'd say Eventually. it's going to happen. I don't know that they'll ever find a more perfect, specifically for the three. What do you think? I don't think they're going to find a more perfect Hagrid. I think that was a, and I think that he was the first pilot. Yeah, he, he was the first a, he was the first, and who played Hagrid? Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane. Coltrane. That's right. Thank you. And by the way, for people who are watching on Nuns YouTube, Nuns on the Run. Robbie <laughs> yes, Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane, who also has Eric Idle on it. The uh, we're I will be looking at this, and it's really simply because I I usually have a note list. It's just it's just too much. No, it's like trying to do all the Stephen King books. It's it, too it's much. It's just too much. So if I look at the iPad, it's not that I'm ignoring other people as we go. It's just it's just too much. But anyway, I don't like I said. I don't know how how would you replace Daniel Radcliffe. Well, I don't know, and I, I'm saying I, I think Let me, as the, as the two big fans of the book, is there was there a better choice for Harry Potter than Daniel Radcliffe? What do you think about that casting? I like the casting. I think he aged well with the role, but he does not have the green eyes. And that's it. That was the one he was supposed to wear contact. I would say that's one of the big actor issues because the books make such a big deal. The reason he looks like his mother is she had green eyes. I and had they, green eyes. They had to cut. That. Maybe I could have played Harry Potter. No. This is a part where Jay, where one of you makes a fat joke. Oh, that would just be cruel. Give him a chocolate frog and calm him down. <laughs> oh, is, is there one around? I would like a chocolate frog and a mug of butterbeer, please. Um, but, uh... So, yeah, no, I mean, that was... Leaf. You're absolutely right. That was one of the big Surely things. For you, Jay. <laughs> it's like, wrong right. book, wrong book. I, I, got, I got your illusion. I just chose to ignore it. Um, I'm used to it. But that was one of the big things that was a, I mean, an ongoing thing in the books that had to be cut because they tried to do Daniel Radcliffe green contacts and he couldn't do it. He started having major issues with his eyes, so they had to cut all of that stuff. And, and they didn't want to go and pay to digitize, you know, every scene that he was well, in. Well, and this came out in 2001. It would have been It would have, it would have, have been cost really a noted. fortune. Yeah, right. In fact, that's one of the things Chris Columbus says about the first movie that he really regretted was that he didn't think that they ever got the visual effects right, that they were too hurried, and that it was something he really wanted to concentrate on in the second one, because he never thought it looked as good as it should have, because they were trying to, you know, always trying to make that release date, yeah. and that the visual effects in the first one. I Now, I didn't go back to rewatch the first one I wanted to, and I rewatched several of them for this, but that's one of them I didn't get to. I was going to ask you all, does it hold up as far as visual effects? Chad, you just rewatched it. Does it? No. Does it look bad? No. I, I mean, it's it's boring. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the visual I don't, effects. I don't. Uh, I didn't watch that one. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Forget it. Then. <laughs> but I was, let I, Haley enter that one. Well, yeah, I'm just curious because it was one of his comments, Chris. And by the way, Chris Columbus was picked for this. At, he was the one who was going to direct it. This, by the way, was what you call a plum assignment. Everyone knew this movie was going to be freaking huge. Yeah. Chris Columbus had made a couple of bombs, one of them being by Centennial Man. If you're not familiar with him, not only is he the writer of Gremlins, he directed a little movie called Home Alone, Alone. which made him a, 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 a celebrity director. 
And, and then at the end of time, if we've learned nothing else from the film Dogma, it meant that he sold his soul to Satan. Right, absolutely. And that's fine, because he at least he, got he's the He's doing okay. He's doing yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he was Dogma the reference. And I like Chris Columbus movies. I like Only the Lonely. I like... Uh, only the lonely. Yeah, actually, I like scenes of Bicentennial Man. I like. I like. I actually, Bicentennial Man's not a bad movie. No, but it's not. It's great. a poor man's Jacob it? the Liar. You know it. Ooh, that's Ooh, obscure. That's yeah. That is obscure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to Chris Columbus. I just don't know that that's the guy I'm going to pick for maybe one of the biggest, other than Lord of the Rings. But you know, one thing, and and, and you talking about it, I, I think fantasy that, films of all time. I think. The thing that he nailed, and oh, it just seemed to see Terry Gilliam. Now you've got that I in know. my head. Thank you. Well, but I literally the fact that J.K. Rowling, the author, went, you know, in an ideal world, I'd love to see what Terry Gilliam would do it, and I'm just like, I'll never be able to unthink. But I think I, won't either. I think the studio was right in letting Chris Columbus do the first one. In that, I've watched it several times with my kids. It is very much a family fantasy. It's a very film. much a family fantasy film. All right. And and to be honest, and you mentioned the casting earlier. Uh, I said Hagrid would be hard to recast. The other one that I think would actually be hard They'll to recast. They'll never be able to recast Richard Harris. Um, actually, you know, I, I can go off an entire rant about that. But, McGonagall, you're never going to beat Maggie Smith. Yep. Sorry. Well, I don't care who you cast. Really? Is she that close to the character in the book? Yes. Yeah. Like it was written for her? Really? Yeah, it's I, well, and she just name Maggie Smith. <laughs> yeah. I just love hearing Ian. Yeah, always doing his name, Maggie Smith. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I love when he's up there a lot, yeah. but he's just a shameful, chubby Judy. <laughs> goes up anyway, like, go ahead. But no, I think that that. I mean, when I think about the characters that I'm like, oh, that's I, I find great. It's Maggie Smith doing McGonagall, and Hagrid at um, Robbie Coltrane as Hagrid. I mean. I think this is the only two that literally I can't think of. There's never going to be anybody that's coming along. Like, I will be watching the remakes with my grandkids and be like, ah, Robbie Coltrane did that better. Yeah. And, and then I they'll go, that. Granddad, you died at 70 or at 60. Why are you, why are you here? <laughs> why are you a ghost eating popcorn behind my head? Get out of here, Granddad Ghost. He's a ghost. He's a granddad. He's dead in hell. <laughs> hey, we'll write that. Fox, uh, Dead, Grin, Dead, Warner Ghost. Brothers. Oh, Isn't that redundant? By the way, if uh, you want to get the taste of Ghost Dad out of your mouth, we guarantee <laughs> Granddad Ghost won't we'll make it any better. So, uh, what else do you want to say? Can we get about... rid of that and call it Poltergeist Pawpaw? Poltergeist no, Pawpaw. That's going to be your trauma G cheap jack rip. <laughs> 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 I want to say, I think all of the adults are well cast. Yeah. There are some that would be really hard to replace, but everyone, at least in the first movie, I feel like is well cast. Alan Rickman. Rickman. Alan Rickman. Because that was her well, pick. Yeah, but he wasn't the studio's first pick. That was, was J.K. Rowling's pick. Who was the studio's Tim first? Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Ooh. I actually think I knew that and have forgot. But she was Alan Rickman. J.K.'s pick mm -hmm. was... Alan Rickman. Now, okay. The in the book should not be Alan Rickman's age, but I would have trouble seeing anybody else in that. Yeah. Book. Well, the issue is, is, is that not way. only was no, she and Chad. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if the other two of you all knew this, but not only was that her pick for Snape, he knew things that were going to happen in the books later on that she told no one else. Yeah. So she so, so he that could he act knew a that he way. could act a certain way, and he would know it. The directors didn't know. The writers, screenwriters didn't know. Only he and J.K. knew about Snape. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I found that fascinating that is, as I was yeah. reading up on it, that she went, not only was that her pick, 
Because who only, does that? No one tells that. The story. only other thing... No that, one took Luke... Or, well, actually, they took him aside before they shot the scene and the, told him. The only thing that Empire. came about... That came even close to that was the only thing that Daniel Radcliffe asked J.K. Rowling that was anywhere near that. She, he said, um, does Harry die at the end? And I think this was after he'd filmed like the second or third film. He's older. And she just said, you do have a death scene. Oh, and and I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good answer yeah. that addresses it, but does not. Yeah. Now, Rickman, even when all the movies came out, somebody asked him, "What did she tell you?" And he said, "I'm still not going to say. I promised her I would take that to the grave." And he, he did. Used to say, yeah. He did. She's done it again with another actor. Who? Jude Law. Really? What did she tell him about Dumbledore? I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, he's refused to say, but he says he knows details that are relevant to the upcoming Fantastic Beasts movie. Which, by the way, I know that they were saying the first or the sequel is not doing as well in America, um, but I want—I hope and they will uh, not on wood. They all get made because that—I'm fascinated by that franchise already. Well, we'll get to that. So, what else did we want to talk about the Sorcerer's Stone? Um, Sorcerer's Stone, a couple things that got left out. Peeves. Yep. Peeves is a poltergeist, and what what happens when you talk? Now that's your pet peeves. <laughs> it peeves me off. There you go, Chad. You, uh, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. You feel better now? Mm -mm. Um, peeves mm -mm. is... You should. Uh, <laughs> you should feel like less of a man. <laughs> I, I do. I don't know what he's oh, talking Lord. about. He's all man to me. <laughs> peeves is a poltergeist and mm. plays... As a matter of fact, actually, if you played the video games based on the movie, Peeves are in them. Really? Yeah, They like when they did the Sony PlayStation game, I remember I played it, and I was like, Peeves is throughout that. But we've talked about adapting books from movies throughout Bonehead. Now, this is going to be episode... <coughs> so, that being said, we've talked about it quite a bit, and we're getting close to the holidays, right? Go out and buy all your Bonehead memorabilia. Uh, but it all swag. Hashtag um, blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag uh, Patreon's coming. Anyway. Hashtag fund us, please God. We need the money. That being said, you can't... We've talked about it. It's two different mediums, right? So we've discussed this ad nauseum with Mr. King. But you're going to have to remove characters. So as a person who's watching the movie, did I miss it that much? Because there's another famous book that I love that Chad and I watched in the theater together called Ender's Game. And they finally made the movie of Ender's Game. And I looked over at Chad at the end of it, and he end of it, and he's like, eh, me. And I, I knew, and I don't remember if we had this conversation, is that I had such a deep emotional impact because of, I love that book by Orson Scott Card, and the, what Ender goes through, right? Yeah. But Chad didn't have that by watching the movie. And I don't know if I'd have redone it. I, I hope I would have done a slightly better <coughs> job of making you feel the misery that Ender goes through. But once again, I praise that movie better than I would have if I'd have never read the book. Well, yeah, and I think that's and once the, again, it, it goes back to, and we I've had this conversation with you all before about Game of Thrones. Like I love the Game of Thrones show, but I feel but I satisfied watching Game of Thrones show. But you haven't read the books. No, that's See, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I haven't read the books for Harry Potter. I never left a Harry Potter film going woo. Um. <laughs> I have ended an episode of Game of Thrones going, bam! Yeah. Um, That's my argument to that. But no, Peeves, I you mean, Peeves plays some pretty major roles. Uh, and I may be misremembering this, so correct me if I'm wrong, Haley. But doesn't he, like, he's one of the reasons that somebody gets turned to stone instead of killed because it goes through him first? Am I making I think that? it goes through Nearly Headless Nick. Near, okay, I knew it was one of the things. Nearly Headless, Headless Nick, Nick, played by Eric Idle. 
That's Let's wrong. just see if anybody else gets a piss. Do you have who was going to play Peeves? They, they filmed a scene with Peeves and it got cut and I forget who played him. Rick Mayall. There you go. Who was that? Who was that? I know him from Shock Treatment. Is he the bald guy from Shock Treatment? You're doing no. better now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't she know why I said that. I get it. I get it. She made him in Shock Treatment. I see what you did there, Chad. The bald guy from Shock Treatment is what's-his-face. I feel like this is Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. I totally screwed that up. Sir Richard O'Brien. Let me move my foot out of your way before you say For anybody out there wondering and listening, why is Joe keep moving his foot? He had surgery. He apologizes. My ankles. My cankles. I had my cankles so removed. Peeves would have been an interesting character to see, but I don't know that... It adds anything? He, crucial. he would have added some humorous moments. Well, he, he's the only one that ever made fun of Harry Potter constantly. Like, not, like... I don't know. He Obviously, fun of all, except Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, but like he called Harry Potter, he always called him a nutter. Why? Yeah. Because he's a poltergeist who's a prick. What do you want to know, Chad? Peep, peep, peep. Got the piece there. I just um, wanted to do it. But no, he's, uh, like I said, he's basically, he... he Poltergeist plasma prick. He he causes a lot of mayhem. Like, he's basically the ne'er-do-well of Hogwarts. And he just, like, does stuff just for the purpose of aggravating people. I've been reading the books to my kids, and, like, he... Um, he almost, he's not another foil to Malfoy. I mean, he's not another, like, you know, Draco Malfoy, but he's just, I don't know. It, it, I, I think he adds something, like, when I read the books to the kids, it's, it stops it from just being Harry versus Draco and all this other stuff. It's, oh, by yeah. the way, he also has to deal with this. That being said, that when are we going to move on to the next movie? Um, well, I want to bring up Peeves and all that stuff, but yeah, we can bring up... Go ahead. Let's go to the next one. The next movie was Harry Potter and the Cash-In Golden Inn. Oh, real quick. The other thing that the movie the cut out... The Chamber of Sequels. <laughs> the merchandising. We the call it the Baker franchise. Um, the other thing that they... It is gilded. The other thing that they get cut out of the film is uh, the... the uh, Sorting Hat doesn't sing. No. Why doesn't the Sorting Hat sing? That's sings, a long song. Sings all the time in the books. Yeah. No. New song each year. By the way, the first two movies are written by Steve Close. Steve Close wrote most of them. I just wanted to throw that out. He didn't oh. write, but we'll get to those as we go along. The along. other thing is that I do want to throw out about the Sorcerer's Stone yeah. that is relevant. What? Didn't J.K. Rowling write these? Not the screenplays. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I do want to throw Which out about the Sorcerer's about Stone. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. That I do want. Chat in this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Written by <laughs> J.K. Peterson. Because the uh, Chamber of Secrets is where I'm going to go. I want some of the things explained. Well, no, I was okay. going to say the other thing that was changed in J.K. Uh, that was changed from the book in the movie that is relevant a little bit is you get more of Harry Potter's longing for family because when he looks in the mirror of desire, it's not just his parents. Oh, okay. He sees his extended family that he never got to meet because of the loss of his parents and everything. So it's. It makes him feel that much more isolated, and that doesn't play as well in a film when it's easy to say, "Oh, he just misses his parents," but when you see, he sees literally an entire lineage that he's been robbed. Oh, okay. So that's the, that's the other thing I did. Yeah, want that to point would out. be a nice character piece to put in there. Um, the oh, and the other thing is they rob Hermione of her big scene. Which one? The the one where she solves uh, Snape's puzzle. Yes. That's and that's I mean. the other thing that, for, as far as development of Hermione Granger, they they mansplained her up. And Ron gets hurt, 
That's my biggest problem with Ready Player One, and we'll deal with that at the yeah. end of our year episode of but, things that came out. But Ron gets hurt playing Wizard's Chess. In the book, Ron's a big boy. He can take care of himself, and they leave him. And Hermione has to solve the next puzzle, which Snape has put in a protective, basically a potion puzzle, and Hermione solves it. a potion puzzle. And then it leads to the question, should she have been in Ravensclaw, all that stuff, and all that, you know, is she sorted well as well? And it gives her more of a backstory, and it makes her... Being an insufferable know-it-all, be like, oh, that's actually a good thing. But they cut that out of the movie. And oh, okay. I, I, to be honest, I would have rather seen them cut Wizard's Chest, though that is easier to film. It is. They, I believe that the reasoning was watching Hermione look at seven bottles wasn't going to be as visually appealing as yeah. Ron and Wizard's Chest. They should have added, a, 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 like, <laughs> Timmy, the, the, the apprentice wizard, who could go in and just drink from one of them and pull up Indiana Jones' face-melting scene. That's how I would have handled it. Don't know why Hollywood ain't called me. The but next I, movie is... I wanted to bring that up because that does actually deal with Hermione and... Yeah. and it's The Chamber of Secrets, which was also directed by Chris Columbus. It's also written by Steve Close. It came out... Did we come out exactly two years later? I think so. Yeah. I, no, it was one year later. Boy, that's a, that's a quick turnaround. It's pretty quick. I was, I'll, I'll bring on this. What are your questions about The Chamber yes, of Secrets? Who the hell is Tom Riddle? Oh my god. He's Voldemort. Did you not watch the movie? But I get that. But why the hell is he Voldemort? Why isn't okay, he called listen. Tom Riddle? Okay. okay. Why is why is uh Aragorn uh, I know. Uh, no, why is Strider Aragorn? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. May I borrow your wand? But that's don't reach no, it to Chad. Don't let Chad touch it. No, Chad. No. Yeah. No. I don't, I'm not that tall. Here, yeah, you could touch my stick. So his name <laughs> no 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 no. His name is Tom Marvolo Riddle. Tom what? Right, Tom Marvolo Riddle. Marvola. Yeah, Marvolo. Oh, I read them comments. He writes out Tom, like his full name, does the spell, and it rearranges to I am Lord Voldemort. He did not want to keep his muggle father's name, so he made an anagram for himself. Not an anagram, but another name, similar to another character we'll talk about. I was going to say, it's not an anagram, because there's no V in Tom Riddle. So, Voldemort's dad is a muggle? Yes. And so was Harry Potter's? Harry Potter's mom was muggle-born. She was not a muggle, though. They were both wizards. They're both half bloods. But how? Did, oh, so they're both half bloods, which equals one blood. But Voldemort hates half bloods. Even though he is a half blood. Largely due to he hates his muggle family. Yeah. Well, that, that that's not the make, that, 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 that don't I'm make no problem. But hate oneself. <laughs> I don't know. Could it have a historical reference? Uh-huh. Ah. I what know. other questions do you have? That was a big one. You didn't That's pick it? up on that by just watching the movie? No, I get he why he's Voldemort. Wait, is that? it out. But I don't understand it. Why? His, so, his, so the magic. So there's name. magic that gives him. No, his birth name was Tom Riddle, but he wants to distance himself from his father. Nobody's gonna scare some dude named Tom. So well, Tom, I, I'm I am Tom Lord Turkey. Voldemort is an anagram for what? I am Lord Voldemort, Tom Marvolo Riddle. Yeah, Tom Marvolo. See, I think she's really stretching on that. Yeah, one, that's. You know? I just. I'm, I'm just saying. Why did that take have anything to be, away from JK. Why did that have to be? That was confusing now, when you, as hell. When you catch up on book sales, you you will meet with her. I'm why sure. Why are you being hurtful? You you still trying to finish that book? You still trying to get that, that yeah. novel published? Yeah. I'm anyway. So there is a new character that we meet in the second one, Yildari Lockhart. Yes. yes. Who's that? He's the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Now, by the way, he is played by... Yes. By the way, the Defense Against the Dark... He is played by... Yes. <laughs> I can't pronounce his name. So the entire you... band shows up and does the role. <laughs> they take turns. All um, right. Oh, and we also got one of the worst characters I have ever hated in film history. By the way, it's Kenneth Browning. 
I had to look up Kenneth Branagh. Oh, Kenneth Branagh. That's Kenneth right. Branagh, play, who, by the way, is one of, considered one of the UK's greatest Shakespearean actors and directors. Uh, I was about and directors, yeah. Lockhart is supposed to be absolutely gorgeous. Would you consider him to be the most attractive man in England? Hell yes. Well, okay. So, I'm not Jude Law was his busy. type, or he's not my type. We, we were kind of talking it out. <laughs> but he is a good director. I did enjoy mm -hmm. his uh, Murder on the Orient Express, although other people poo-pooed on it. I liked it. I showed the kids the original one, Sean Connery and all, yeah, all if those you, people. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, no, I was about to say, you know, his Perot. I, I, per, I, I, how, how do you say it again? Perot? Perot. Per, per, it's not Perot. It's Perot. You have to say it in a weird way. Pot row. Uh -oh. James, keep talking. i got to fix the cameras. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> you were saying... That the, I think so I could poo-poo on one of the worst characters of all time. The uh, No, I think Lockhart... Is, I don't know who I would have cast. I mean, meeting the British requirement and doing all of that stuff. This guy right here! <laughs> I'm the defeater of the dark arts! Did you just, when did you just become a deaf character? <laughs> no. <laughs> Helen, water! Well, water, you, Helen! <laughs> Fire bad. <laughs> no, you know, but I, honestly, I don't know who I would have cast. I think I think Branagh plays the the Brandon. cocky whatever. Uh, I think he plays the slimy, cocky, yeah. useless he human does. being so well. But I do not think that's a three dimensional character. I would say not in not, the movie. I would say in the movie. I will. I will agree. In the I'm movie, that Carrie is not Ellis. one of Kenneth Branagh's. You know, I, you're right. You're right. Maybe that Carrie Ellis would have been the way to go. Who Carrie Ellis? That would have been, uh, yeah. Now yeah. that, are y'all done bitching about him? No, I, 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 I kind of like him, actually. Oh, I don't care. You, you done bitching <laughs> about him, though? You just want to get on the Dobby, don't you? You don't steal my thunder, James Thomas. Oh, who, Dobby? Oh, that's okay. I hate, hate, hate Dobby. Why do you hate Play Dobby? By, because he's freaking annoying. I'm sorry that the... Uh, you were sad. Later, we'll someone just yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it later, but someone. Yeah. I was joyous. I'm sorry that the representation of the downfall of cololism oh gets to you as a white God, man. Oh my God, that character is so annoying. Okay, tell me and why he's he talking annoying. in the first person and the way Toby Jones plays him, and I love Toby Jones. Don't get me wrong. Toby Jones probably gives one of the better Hitchcock performances of anyone I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. By the way. I actually Capote. think his I think his Hitchcock and his Capote are better than the people who got a lot of recognition yeah. for it. One of them would be Philip Seymour Hoffman as Capote. The other one would Sir be and Anthony, I, Anthony yeah, Hopkins, whom I love and like the movie, but not as twisted and evil as Toby Jones. Jones Toby yeah. Jones is much better. Sorry. All the love to Toby and Jones. And he plays a talking computer like nobody else. Mm, That's ah, true. Right. <laughs> I love Toby Jones. I think he's amazing. That being said, I hate Dobby. Dobby, just the way he does it, the way his inflections in his voice, it is the most annoying piss on But yet you have a mural so, to uh, Jar Jar Binks. I do not have a mural <laughs> to JJ. Jar Jar Binks and the whole Gungan race can burn in hell right behind Dobby. Actually, uh, I don't know. Dobby's probably. I, don't, I need to read Dobby. It. I, I would say. Here's God, a, I hate Bobby. As a character. I hate house elves. <laughs> as a well, some of the house elves are dark and twisted. Yeah. Well, creatures. yeah, of course, because they're all effing horrible. I don't know. Honest to God, I remember watching the movie thinking this is the most annoying character. Probably right behind J Jar Jar Binks. Uh, yeah, Jar Jar is worse than Dobby. Me. Dobby is annoying. He's annoying in the books, but he's well-intentioned. She agrees. So he somebody take a sock, put it, annoying. gag him in the mouth, 
fights his throat. That way he can live on in whatever hell he chooses. So anyway, isn't it a sock that gets them out of this? Something no, to do with masturbation. Given, they have to be given an article of clothing because they're denied. So clothing. a sock is clothes. It's 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 it's, it's basically commentary on slavery, commentary on all that stuff. Well, I'm so sorry. She did work for Amnesty International. Yes, Unlike the commentary, fails on every level. That does bring up a good point. He is presented by with clothes by his master, who is played by uh, Harry Potter. The guy Jason Isaacs. Nice. I love Jason Isaacs. He's excellent in these movies. He's Malfoy's daddy. And he refers to yeah. it as his Britney Spears wig. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Jason Isaacs, by the way, is another great, great. British. Yeah, yeah. This, these movies are, and we didn't even. And he's great in The Death of Stalin. I haven't got to see The Death of Stalin. I, I've heard nothing but great <clears throat> things about him as Captain Morka either. No, which I, that's on my list. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I, I'm, I could just sit here and just read and read and read. But all what the great I, British actors. What I want to say though is. Um, I think Dobby is a character, because I yes, agree. Yes, he is. You're absolutely right. I, Dobby's I, I, a character. What a great <laughs> statement. Thank you so much for adding to this show. Dun, this dun. show could not be better without you. We lost you, and now we've got you back. I think Dobby's a character fleshes out. At, Genius. In, in the books, I think Dobby as a character fleshes out more of the hierarchy, because you have the house elves, and then you have, obviously, the trolls. Um, and then you have oh, who who works at the bank? The goblins, goblins, ha ha, nice. and all of that stuff. So I mean, I think. That, By the way, if you, that's one of the best parts of going to Harry Potter Land and Universal is walking through Green Gods. Yeah, he Green hasn't Gods. read the books and he's been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called cash and a job. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> get you liquor. <laughs> get you butterbeer. Get you go down to Universal, ride the Simpsons ride several times in a row. Get you almost throw up. <laughs> oh, and you got enough of it. It'll make you zero. <laughs> but then you Absolutely. got people to treat that noise. Keep but going. what I was going to say is, I, I think Dobby, <laughs> as far as all that stuff goes, it really fleshes out kind of the hierarchy. It does always make me, leave me with questions of, we know that some of those creatures can be magical. Right? Yeah, we're, this show's going to go long. Gonna long. That's okay. We'll but, just get to the We'll clip it through. We'll clip it in the middle. But we know that some of the characters, I mean, because Professor Flitwick, mm -hmm. so why are there more humans? Is there ever, I, I don't remember if it ever explains why there's more human wizards than any other species. Does it ever go into that? I don't think it does. So J.K. Rowling, I'll write the background story for you. You don't anyway. need me. You don't need me. Um, but I, that's what I always wonder, because you got Professor Flitwick, you have a few of them that are non-humans, but most of them are humans, so... So, I mean, the hierarchy of the creatures kind of is relevant. And the house elves that have been the people that have been... I know. I'm going cross-eyed too, Chad. The house elves have been... I don't been, know how we got here. Which actually... Let's talk also, about John Hurt. Also cut from the <laughs> books, though, you? is... Not in the second one. Also cut from the books, Spew. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did after I wrote that Simpsons right. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say I don't know that Spew needed to be in the movies. No, but I think it's one of those things that... Does Spew ever need to be in the movie? <laughs> Spew, bitch! I just have a friend who used to say that when you get drunk. Uh, just like that. Spew! The Spew is a society for the promotion of elfish welfare, which was created by Hermione Granger to give voice to the voiceless. She discovers... And then the little bastard talked and wouldn't shut up. And look, what do you next do you get, James? Are you going to make me say the LVH MBA? What do you want? <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're tried and true. Next thing you get, the WMBA. <laughs> uh, 
That's uh, terrible. Terrible. Anyway, <laughs> but no, I, for being funny. I think because I have a daughter and because she loves Hermione, reading the books. And you like fundamentals. <laughs> reading the books, my daughter loves that that Hermione is much more spelled out. There, there. That was for hey, my Duncan daughter. Ball is not exciting at all. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, let me. There's do, three people out there getting that let joke. Me, let me do the Family Guy reference. <laughs> does, Chad is about this pew. <laughs> Let me do the Family Guy reference. Does does making hundreds of dollars a year matter? I don't know. That's for the fan, fan to decide. Yay! It's so terrible. I, I, terrible. Back to what you were saying. What so, else? No. Did we don't talk about the Chamber of Secrets. I, so I really going. I really found the character, I, and I, we've made a lot of jokes. I wasn't exaggerating when I talked about Dobby. No, Just no, want I everybody get it. to know. I get there. it. He's useful, but I can see he's well, extremely annoying. But it, it's one of the things too. It's the same justification I give, and it's going to sound like I'm going off on a tangent. Same justification that I give for why Iron Fist at the show works for me. It's because I would imagine if you dropped a 12 year old off and told him he knew kung fu, he'd come back pretty insufferable. And it's the same way with Dobby. If you denied him everything, and then he gets freedom, he's gonna he's gonna keep popping up, going, "You saved me." <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. Very annoying. Very and, annoying. and so, I think the fact that he's given so it's a justified form of annoying. I can fully understand that. Yes, but Chad I think is checked out. By the way, no, no, I'm not. I'm, not looking, I'm, I'm, I'm looking something up. I think um, I think Toby Jones. Uh, I mean, I think Toby Jones does him justice as a character, but he is meant to be, because he gets Harry Potter in trouble all the time. All the time, trying to save Harry. Trying to save Harry, and, and going against, I mean, literally going against it until he's freed, the wishes of his owner. And I don't know if you know anything about American history, but there was a time when if you went against the will of your owner in America, that didn't go well for you either. Absolutely, too, especially I mean, if it was Jason Isaacs. Dobby has to punish himself. Yeah. I don't mean, we all? He has to he has to wound himself every time he does anything against his own. I need to be spanked and spanked often. And I want to do the entire body python scene now. And then I'm gonna stop. The spanking. Yes. Should no. we move on to the third one? Please God. Let's yeah. move on to the third one. So Chris Columbus decided that he wasn't going to direct them anymore. He pretty much had a an option to keep on directing. He, yeah, I mean, Chris one, Columbus, we could have had the rest of At them one point, he, he was quote-unquote able to direct the all of them. It yeah. was going to be the same cast. Yeah. Yeah, so he decided to bow out and produce the next one. He didn't want his... One quote I found was that he didn't want to miss the raising of his children. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's true. That's a quote. That's Later on, his wife informed him those weren't his kids. Yeah. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Messed the whole thing up. It was not enjoyable. I, I don't think that's true, but why not? They went on a search for a director. Now, do you all know who was not the first, who was a front runner for this? Gamero no. del Toro. Oh. Gamero would have liked to have directed later episodes once it got darker. Darker, yeah. He's the one who recommended a guy named Alfonso Caron, who directed you, Tama Mabien. It's a road e, trip with a great threesome. E to Mama Tambien. Yes. And your mother, too. Wonderful movie. Great. Uh, uh, yeah. They went on to direct other great movies like Children of Men and... Gravity. Which was, by the way, produced by David Heyman, who is the producer of all these films and Fantastic Which Beasts. is a documentary on Sir Isaac Newton. No, that's... That, sir, is... That... that hey! That is the same thing as I have. That movie was called... 
gravitas. <laughs> now, but the other, the other gravitas. Thing, the other thing about this movie, gravitas. about this movie as well is Dumbledore. Dumbledore died. Yeah, Richard Harris died and was replaced by. You know why he died? No, do you actually know his cause of death? No, he was um, sick. It. Uh, <laughs> see, someone left a cake out in the rain. Yeah, oh! and he didn't know if he could take Nobody it. Nobody out there. Uh, hopefully, Mitch Strawn is listening to this right now, screaming because of the argument you guys got so into. So long to bake, bake it, and he will never have that recipe again, Chad. Again, but it's also oh, no! And who replaced uh, Richard Harris in the Michael Gambon? Michael, Michael Gambon. You know, but you know who was the? But you know who the first pick for Dumbledore was? Sean Connor. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Do you know why Ian McKellen turned it down? He didn't want to be a wizard. No, no he'd already been. A he'd wizard. already been a wizard. But Richard Harris it's thought he was a crappy actor. actor. That's true. That's why Ian I McKellen looked it up. I looked it oh, up, really? finding that yeah, yeah, Richard Harris thought Ian McKellen was a terrible actor. Yeah, and and so Ian McKellen took it as well. Richard Harris didn't think I was worthy of his shoes. I'm not going to. Take and he, Ian McKellen, did say he had already. He had already been a. Yeah. He had yeah. been, in my opinion. The greatest wizard. I'm sorry. Merlin. Magneto. I, there you go. <laughs> Merlin is the greatest wizard. I mean, if you're going fictional. he's He was already the greatest wizard of, as a Gandalf the Grey. Merlin. Not the white. The Grey. <laughs> yeah, he phoned it in a lot. No, but it's a totally different person no, no, in the sense of white. But yes, yeah, yeah, as no, Gandalf the Grey. Well, my favorite wizard. And well, I no, mean, no, that is a lot, by the way. You're already... And he, let's not forget he is Magneto. Yeah. And he'll be Magneto. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like a I Michael like Fassbender has yeah. done okay, but he's still not no, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Right. No, nor does he try to be Ian McKellen. And nor should he. No. I, the biggest mistake they could have nor made in first Henderson. class is, is um, <laughs> and Lance Hendrickson's right out of there. <laughs> but you know, I, I I didn't know that about Ian McKellen. But I honestly think, um, and no offense meant to Michael Gambon, because who am I to judge him? But I do kind of like Richard Harris better. Well, Michael Gambon <clears throat> plays him a little kookier, and he yeah. gives him more jewelry. And I like Michael Gambon. I like his. <laughs> Actually, that was the best meme I've seen. I've got to say this real quick. Because they, they, they uh, had a meme, and it was Jude Law in his three-piece suit. And it was just somebody going, JK, I'm going to need you to answer a question in the next Fantastic Beast movie. When does Dumbledore go, you know, this three-piece suit's nice, but <laughs> when do I get the jewelry and the wizard robes? I liked his portrayal of Dumbledore better, because I felt Richard Harris was just kind of there. And phoning it in, and just kind of doing a kind of Arthurian thing. I agree. I I think he's more of a three-dimensional character. But see, I I, I like the fact that Dumbledore is kind of elusive. As opposed to the weird kind of jewelry kind of thing? I don't know. I just, I I don't know. Maybe Richard Harris just... uh, Hey, pimping ain't easy. That's true. They actually kind of fit the Dumbledores for their books. I mean, that's probably that's Richard true Harris too. is not meant to be an action star. Like, Dumbledore's behind the scenes. He only shows up on occasion. By the time you get Michael Gambon, you've got Order of the Phoenix. I don't think Richard Harris could have done no, that. No, I don't scene. think he could have either. That would have been some CG stuff because he couldn't have done the fighting. You're right. Uh, the other thing that Alfonso Caron changed, and I haven't looked this up, I just remember, was he took them out of their school clothes. Yeah, right. yeah, which a lot of he people... put them in street clothes for that movie, and they let him do it. And I pissed upset. a lot of people off. A lot of I don't people. know if you knew this or not, mm-hmm. but if you go back and watch it, they're not in their in their um, yeah, yeah. Clothes. That's they're not in prison. I know Hogwarts. Hogwarts jeans jumpers. Yeah. Yes, they're not in those. They're in street clothes. Correct. They're in their jeans now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He also changed the visual look. 
Uh-huh. Like he basically rebuilt Hogwarts and it's look they kept for the rest of the movies. And it connected, whereas it never connected before, right. too. All of the ways that things connected that didn't connect before, he actually made Hogwarts connect. Mm-hmm. And he never read any of the books or seen the other two movies. Gilmero was the one who was like, no. And then he said, are you stupid? Do it. Read them. That's the world's worst Gilmero Del Toro. Wow. Yes. I I lo- the that was the world's worst uh, Del Toro, but it was a fair to Midland uh, Columbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the most question. <laughs> I was going to say, quick stab him in the eye. <laughs> I beat a falk. Give me a whole bonus. <laughs> Why does he do Peter Falk? That's not Peter. I beat the falk. <laughs> and it's me and the jumper. <laughs> Two things. I think this movie got two things exactly right, and they totally missed the ball on two other things. Okay, because I have a criticism of it too. Okay. Appreciate Imagine that. Gary Oldman, perfect serious black. Okay. Oh yeah. They, Gary yeah. Oldman's a perfect anything. Fair. Gary Oldman is Except good. not a perfect husband. He wasn't a good midget. He's not a perfect husband. Oh, okay. Get, go back and read his history. I don't want to now. No, I don't, don't really particularly care. Keep going. Uh, he is David perfect Lewis? at everything. David Lewis, perfect Lupin. David Thewlis? That's my favorite character. Yeah, in the yeah, series, I agree with that. The casting was perfect. Yeah. And what's his name again? David Thewlis. No, 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 no. The character name? Lupin. Remus Lupin. Lupin. And what does he turn into? Yeah, this is a little on the nose. A little. But yeah. You know yeah. why it's Remus Lupin, though? Why his first name is Remus? Because she was a huge fan of banned Disney films. <laughs> oh. Oh. Thank you, Chad, for being the one who laughed at <laughs> no, that. No, I got it. That I was a laugh on my part. That was a laugh. I a... like being controversial. Anyway. Romulus and Remus. Trucky uh, fan. No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Moving on. I'm not even going to finish. Go ahead, Haley. No, keep going. Romulus and Remus. The... Romulus brew up. Brew up. Brew up. <laughs> it, it does when it becomes ale. No, it, it plays oh. off. It plays off on the the idea of the moon cycles and all of that stuff. And if you know astronomy, Remus is one of the moons. Blah blah blah. It goes into all of that. I and, think you mean astrology. I'm just joking. Keep going. I'll I, shut up. I'm a Taurus, which means I have to be. <laughs> Sorry, written in the stars, Joe. It was written in, and he's going to horn me. But anyway, yes, no, that is. Uh, got three cups. <laughs> somebody go. Somebody go. They also got Trelawney. That reminds me. Divination. They put that in there. That kind of works. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, crap. Who plays Trelawney? Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, who had been married to Kenneth Brown. Funny how she showed up the movie after. <laughs> anyway, and, the things they got wrong. I think the biggest, the Marauders map was not at all explained in the movie. The Marauders are not really right. covered in the movies. And they should have been. That's it's such a crucial be- plot point. Because that's one of the things that even my wife says. She goes, until she started to read the book, she's always said, what did, um, oh, what is the mother's, what is Harry's mother's Lily? name? Yeah, what did Lily ever see in James? Right. Because you don't get the backstory about the Marauders. You don't get anything. Dana see in James? But do you know who wrote Working the- ankles will for one thing. <laughs> Do you know who wrote the Go over there and do your Irish dance, sir. Maybe for the probo. What was the question? Do you know who wrote the Marauders map? The Marauders. No. no. That's why it's called the Marauders map. The Marauders are Lupin. It's Lupin, Sirius, James Potter, and Peter Pettigrew. And oh, PP. Oh. That could have been done you... in one to two lines easily at the end when Lupin's handing him back the map. I was going to say, and it's got their names on it, but if you don't watch it. And there's vague references to it. Like, later in the movie, they refer to Sirius as Padfoot, but not enough that 
people yeah. who haven't read the books will pick up on that. I was about to say, and that's it. So that's one of the things about the movies that, I mean, they did leave out the entire Marauders, and you find out that, I mean, I prefer the Fantastic Beast movie, but you could almost do an entire prequel <laughs> series about the Marauders, which was that group, and, and how they were mischief makers, but also had these other things going on. Yeah, because I felt like that, real, that whole relationship wasn't explored, because it was just all of a sudden, like, Sirius Black is there, you know, he's Harry Potter's surrogate father. Surrogate father. Yeah. There was no connection. There was just like, all of a sudden, there it is. It happened. Well, and he was, I mean, he in the books it goes into, he was named his godfather, correct? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was at his birth. He was... And, yeah, that's that's one of the things that the movies don't capture as well. And then, like I said, by leaving out the entire story of the Marauders yeah. and their role and things like they do, it, it loses a lot. Because that was one of the things that... That was one of my... One of the things I was going to bring up about the movies is that, that whole relationship. I was just kind of, it felt like it was kind of forced yeah. in the movies. Yeah, I was going to say, and that's it. I have a better appreciation of the movies having read the book. Right. So. The other thing that to me is left out Quidditch is in it, but Oliver Wood is not. And that is Oliver Wood's big storyline, is the third one. Who's Oliver Wood? Another excellent character from the series. He made that movie about JFK. <laughs> that's just a personal grievance. Okay. My grievance with the film is this. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 I mean, of course it's beautiful. It's an Apostle Crawford film. Uh, of course the acting's fine. I think it's slow. Yes. And that whole repeat of the third act twice because they're going back in time. And the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. My there daughter's had, favorite thing. There had, time turn. there had to be a better way to do it because it repeats and it just gets... It to me, it slows down to as just a fan of film. It slows that movie down. It to literally April. gets repetitive. It is so repetitive and it's so boring to me of watching it. I rewatched it before this and had the same problem. hadn't saw it in years. hadn't saw it since I saw it in the theater. I'm sure I saw most of these as they came out and then I stopped. It just got so repetitive. Chad, what did you think? Yeah, it got repetitive. I, that was my biggest issue. Well, I had several issues with all the Harry Potter. Of course, movies, I probably have problems with Harry, uh, Back to the Future being a little repetitive. Yeah, but, um, little you shut your horse mouth. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, the movie was okay watching it through, but then they got to the whole time the time travel thing, and I'm just like, when is it going to be over? It just kept happening. It just keeps happening. You know, and I think that's one, again, I think the book does certain things better because it, it begs the question, like, you know, if you just watch a film, why don't they just use this to go back and fix everything? Why don't right. they do stuff like that? And the book, of course, is a much better window into, okay, here's how this works, here's why it can't do certain right. things. Here's, And you don't get that in the movie. Because if you just watch the movie before we read the book to Amelia, she was like, couldn't they just... Even Amelia at, you know, age eight, was like, couldn't they just go back and, you know, stop him from killing, you know, everybody and stop Dumbledore, you know, the Hitler scenario. Just... <laughs> Oh, Voldemort fell down the stairs. Whoops. <laughs> Tom Riddle done died. All right, then. So, now, who's yeah. Tom Riddle? It's Lord Voldemort. Uh, Actually, and we've been saying that wrong according to J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. What's it, how does it pronounce? It's Voldemort. The Voldemort, T is the T is silent. The T is silent. And she said, she didn't say anything till all the movies were done. Right. And then she goes, well, technically, I always meant for the T to be silent. And I was like, oh, come on. So when they remake it, Voldemort. On, on that so, note, go ahead. Question. Yes. Along that plot line possibility, if they're all looking for Sirius Black, why don't they just send him a letter, stick it with an owl, and be like, take this to Sirius and track the owl? Because if they give the ring to one of the <laughs> eagles, the books will be over. We gotta watch the Hobbit <laughs> suffer. 
Uh, the other side of it, though, <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, because I, I... That's your answer. When, when the Fantastic Beasts, uh, uh, the Crimes of Grindelwald trailer came out, I saw people blow up online going, they're apparating at Hogwarts. You can't apparate at Hogwarts. It's protection by spells. And I was like, okay, A, it's a prequel. B, it's a movie. <laughs> See, I think that rule didn't come into play until Dumbledore was headmaster. Yeah, I was about to say, and that's anyway. Uh, but but I, w I would imagine Sirius has Does that something. Mean just appearing when they do the swoosh. Yeah, actually, you just you know. Go I think they need a humidifier. Actually, isn't there a line in there that kind of talks about um, that Sirius has some sort of protection? I know. On I'm letting him go. I'm letting I'm him go. I read the books recently to my daughter, so not. Yeah, we're good. Yes, we're yes, yes. Just tell me how you're a better dad. We all know. <laughs> no, I, I mean, listen, you're saying he's learned mean, from Penthouse for him somehow. I well, guess. at least he knows how to read and uh, what boobs mean. So, moving on. <laughs> I don't want him to be confused. Those aren't <laughs> real, son. But, like most fantasies, it's better than real life. <laughs> Do we have anything else for Prisoner of Azkaban? I mean, I, there's a ton of things I could go to. It was like One of the problems they had during filming was the, the ice. Was there ice when there was attack with the, what's it called? The Dementors. The Dementors are ice. They, they did, couldn't understand his thick Mexican accent because yes. it was almost eyes. Um, yeah. As the previous people were doing it, they kept thinking he was saying eyes. Yeah. And they almost didn't do the ice. Uh, I, I have several different things, but I think that we've kind of beat the dead horse of I feel, and we're going to get to the fourth one, which is my favorite yeah, one. Yeah, same here. Well, I feel as that movie, as a standalone movie, that, I, like I said, that third act, really drags it down. Yeah, it killed it. It just drags it down. And, and I love, I mean, all the acting's great once again. All the characters are interesting. I just find the movie boring. And we did not need shrunken heads. Hmm? I don't like the shrunken heads. They're not in the book. Oh, the drive the bus? Yeah, that's not in the book. That's not in the book? No. Oddly enough, okay, but that is a mainstay if you go see it at Universal. The bus is there. And, and honestly, that's one, of my, that's one of my favorite scenes yeah. in the Harry Potter movies, and too. That's what, and it is. It's probably, yeah, that's... I just find it funny that they chose to build that and it's not in the book. Oh, okay. Why don't the, why don't the muggles hear the bus? I don't know. Magic. Yes, Dumbass. there you yeah. go. Once again, if they gave that ring to the eagle, the movie would be over. So should we wrap up and start, start yeah. on part four for a part on our second? Yeah, probably because we are. All right, so thank you so much. That was part one of our Harry Potter series. N number two will be next week. Week on our Christmas episode. <laughs> Basically, probably. this is really, it's getting towards the holidays. Remember, Patreon as we get closer to it. <laughs> if you want to give, give the bonehead because this isn't ex this isn't cheap is what I was going to say. This isn't expensive. It is expensive. That being said, please share us on on your social media. We really, really, really need you though to subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, and then YouTube. Basically in that order. Yeah, and on iTunes you'll look us up under Bonehead Humor. And we'll try to fix that in the next couple of months. Thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed our part one of Harry Potter. Stay tuned for part two next week. With a vengeance. And then we'll do part three. Live free or die Live Potter. Live free or die Potter. Oh god. That's a horrible way to end this show. And yeah. then and then part four. Called, I don't know, we're just cashing in at this point. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure that's what they're doing. Thank you so much. Dobby, keep burning in hell. Ah, you bastards. Oh, that's my favorite speech, and I'm having trouble remembering what book it's in. Alright, so we're we doing the one we talked about? It's it's the fifth one. Does anyone remember how this works?
We ready? Damn it. We doing promo first? No, no. Sorcerer Stone, Chamber oh. Secrets. You ready? Ready? Yep. All right. Are we ready? <laughs> it's Leviosa, not Leviosa, Joe.